0: Welcome to the Know God podcast, our weekly discussion with Dr. Jeff Colburn, where we learn about Jesus and how we can develop a relationship with God. Jeff earned his PhD in Bible exposition and is the founder of the Safe Harbor Digital Community, an online space where all are welcome to explore God. I am your co-host, Angela, and I cannot wait to get to today's discussion. For this episode, we will be discussing evil and suffering. Hi, Jeff. Hi, Angela. Welcome back.
1: Thank you. Great to be back here at the Safe Harbor Studio.
0: It's been amazing so far. We've gotten so much uh, good feedback from our first five episodes. I'm excited about the sixth one.
1: Yeah, we've been getting some really great questions. So uh, keep them coming, people. Uh, Really, really appreciate it.
0: So Jeff, we received a question that I think a lot of people ask. How can a loving God allow for so much evil and suffering in the world? Some would even say that this is the evidence that he doesn't exist. Because if there was a good and all powerful God, there would be no evil or suffering in the world.
1: Uh this is a really good question. Um and I'm sure there's a, a lot of <laughs> that's a question a lot of people ask, especially uh the events that we see today. I I'm sure it's uh very, very quick to ask, well, where's God in all this um and there is there is a good and all powerful God, and I know it's hard to believe that uh, but with everything that's going on it's not god it's not god's fault He didn't cause a lot of what we're seeing today is not caused by god it's it's caused by humans and by their choices, for example uh when it comes to war is often motivated by greed. Uh, one group of people want something another group has. So what does that group do? They go and they start killing members of the other group until that group gives them what they want.
0: So you are saying that humans are responsible for all the evil and suffering in the world?
1: I would say a large percentage of this evil and suffering is due, by, uh, due because of humans and their choices we elect to abuse God's creation and use it for our own selfish purposes. So just to give you another example, God gives us wood. Now, we can use this wood to build homes and provide ourselves shelter, or we can use this wood and build clubs and go and beat our neighbors to death and take their homes, right? So God intended wood for a good purpose. However, man can elect to use it for an evil purpose. So it's not God's fault.
0: God is all-powerful. He could just remove all the evil from his creation.
1: Oh, he could do that. Uh, However, since uh, the, the problem of evil is with us, if he all of a sudden decides one day to eliminate evil from the world in an instant, which he could very well do, we'd be gone. Right, and we see this in the book of Genesis. Genesis, All right. God decides he's going to rid the earth of humans. Right? He sees how wicked and evil they are, and it is detestable to him. So he makes a decision; he's just going to wipe the world clear of them. He's going to flood the earth. Um, yet he decides to preserve Noah. He sees Noah as, as a righteous, so he'll he'll allow Noah to build a boat and, and save himself and his family. And a flood wipes out all mankind except for Noah and his family. However, our natural tendency to rebel against God existed or was preserved through the lineage of Noah. So even after you know, Noah survives and his family starts growing and repopulating the earth, our natural uh, inclination towards evil uh, persisted.
0: So why doesn't God just stop people from causing evil and suffering?
1: Well, that would violate our free will. He gave us free will, uh, and he's not going to take it away. So um, if, we, if he goes, and starts interfering with us and preventing us from doing something, then we truly don't have free will. And if he just does this on occasion, then how do we know when it truly is free will or we're actually being controlled or manipulated by God. Because that's essentially what you're asking them to do. You're saying, God, whenever you see me doing something evil or something bad, stop me. Right? So you're saying, God, take away my free will.
0: So as long as we have free will, there will be evil and suffering?
1: Well, we live in a, a you know, a natural world and it's subject to this natural law. So God designed the earth and the universe to function a certain way. So we know, you know, fire can produce heat, but it can also burn. And we know that, you know, gravity is this force that holds us in place, so we don't, you know, we don't float off into space. And so, with everything in this natural world, there's a cause and effect. If we do something, there's there's a response or a consequence to our action. So, um, if somebody decides. They're going to burn down something with fire. God's not going to change the natural properties of fire, nor is he going to turn off gravity because somebody fell out a window. Right? We're all subject to these natural laws. Now God can intercede at times, and we refer to these as miracles. However, that's the exception and not the rule.
0: So, Jeff, what caused humans to be so evil?
1: Well. We look, look at Genesis 3, and, and we read about the fall. You know, you had Adam and Eve, they lived in the Garden of Eden, and God instructed them not to eat fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Um, now, this could have been uh, literal fruit, or it could just be figurative language in this account. But what's important is they decided to disobey. They elected their will over God's will. And Augustine believed that the original sin was pride, that Adam and Eve thought they knew better than God. And so they decided to go against his will.
0: And So what caused them to be so disobedient?
1: Well, prior to his disobedience, Adam and Eve were in line. Well, their, their will was in line with God's will. However, there's an enemy in this world, and he tempted them. He asked Eve to question you know he asked well if you eat of this fruit will you die you know she's, you know he asked, and she said yes and they said, like, well will you and he puts this doubt in them that maybe god is not being honest with us maybe if we do eat this fruit that looks very appealing that we won't die so they made a decision in that point that disobey god and that's sin whenever we turn away from god that's called that's considered sin. And that's what Adam and Eve did. So to this day, we inherit that consequence of their sin.
0: So humans are capable of such evil, and it is called co- and it is caused by their own decisions. Why do people blame God? Well,
1: people almost want to blame God, uh, because they want they want God to protect them from themselves. So they want to blame them for the results of their poor decisions. So they, they you know they say, God, why did you allow this to happen? So if we look at Susan Smith, if you remember she's the one who rolled her car into a lake while her kids were still alive inside, right? You know, we she tells, you know, she told people, well, when the car was rolling down a hill, I ran behind it and I was yelling, Oh God, oh God, why did you allow this to happen? And then you look at Boom Boom Mancini, you know, he's a a boxer, and he is fighting this other Korean boxer, and he ends up beating this boxer to death. Now, in a press conference following this match, you know, Boom Boom says, well, sometimes I wonder why God does the things he does. Now, wait a minute. God didn't release that parking brake on the car, nor did he beat that Korean boxer to death. These are all results of human action. So, you know, we have to accept the consequences of our, our actions, and, you know, that, that's the responsibility of having free will.
0: Okay, so what about disease and natural disasters? Humans can't be responsible for those.
1: Well, that's true. But we also have to remember there's a real enemy in this world. You know, we know Satan exists. He, he was once one of God's angelic beings, and then him and about one-third of God's angels rebelled and were cast down to this earth. Now, he's not equal with God, and his power is limited by God. And we also know he will ultimately be defeated in the end. However, as long as he's on this earth, he's going to continue his battle against God. So he's a supernatural force, and he can be found behind hatred, war, oppression, and evil. But the other thing is he's also the source of disease. And we know this because of the biblical accounts. So in Luke 13, 16, we read, Jesus healed a woman from a disease who had been held in bondage by Satan for 18 years. And then also in eight, uh, Acts ten eighteen we read that Jesus healed all who were under the power of devil. So we see not only is Satan tempting humans to commit evil acts, he's also, he also brings disease into this world.
0: So the enemy causes disease and tempts people to commit evil. What about natural disasters? Does the enemy cause those too?
1: No, uh, he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't share the same power of God. Uh, so natural disasters are a result of us living in a fallen world. So as much as we were impacted by the fall, so was our natural world. All right, so Paul tells us in Roman 8 that the whole creation groans and suffers, and it awaits the day that it's set free from its slavery to corruption. So whatever Adam and, di- Adam and Eve did, it had a very devastating effect on the natural world.
0: Interesting. Hurricanes and earthquakes are not from God and are not from the enemy. Does God cause any evil?
1: God is good and he's incapable of evil. He actually finds it quite detestable. So he only wants good for his creation. However, when evil does exist, he can use it for good. You know, he's not the source, but he does permit evil. Just imagine if he was the source, right? What if the world was ruled by some heartless monster? How would you explain all the kindness, goodness, love, humanity, unselfishness, and gentleness in the world? It wouldn't exist, but it does exist. And that's because God is a source of good. And when there's evil, He's going to use it for good. Now, why does he do this? It's because we can grow through suffering, right? God can shape us through this, right? This is how we learn. This is how we're disciplined. Like you often hear it said, you know, the best lessons are the hard lessons. And I know from my own personal experience that some of the best lessons in my life was when I was going through some difficult times. And it's the same with our children. You know, Sometimes you want them to experience the consequences of their actions because we want that lessons to sink in. If we constantly bailed them out, they wouldn't learn, right? They actually might get worse, right? Because, you know, they don't feel any negative effect. They don't feel any consequences. So they might keep doing it or they might start doing something worse because there's no consequences to their actions.
0: So... What I would like to know is why would God create humans if he knew they would rebel? Well,
1: Angela, God loves us. And he took a risk when he created us. Because real love cannot exist without free will. You know? And so with real love, there's a risk of suffering, loss, and rejection. So we have to risk being vulnerable at the deepest levels in order to have deep relationships. Now, Adam and Eve rejected God. And our rebellious nature continues to reject him. And this resulted in the evil and the suffering. Could he have created creatures that had no choice but to love him? Of course he could. But that would not be real love. Real love is loving someone that freely loves you back. That is the relationship that is shared between the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is the relationship God wants with us.
0: Jeff, if we... Are always prone to cause evil and suffering, will it ever end?
1: Yes, it will. So we know Jesus defeated evil when he was resurrected. So the power that resurrected Jesus frees us from a, this bondage to sin. And all who believed in Jesus received the Holy Spirit. And it's through the power of the Holy Spirit that would no longer help us against our sinful nature. We're being transformed into the likeness of Christ. And through this transformation, We start becoming more prone to doing good than evil.
0: Jesus' resurrection was over 2,000 years ago, and the world appears to be getting worse and not better. It doesn't look like he defeated evil. Well,
1: evil and suffering continues to exist, and it's going to continue to exist until he returns. The enemy is still in this world, and he's committed to his war against God. But ultimately, he's going to get defeated in the end. And the world will be free from evil and suffering. But the biggest reason that we have so much evil and suffering is humans continue to rebel against God. You know, we're given a choice. We either can return to God or remain lost. And many people still continue to exercise their will over God's. They're influenced by greed, jealousy, and power, and they're still tempted by the enemy. They're short sighted. They see worldly materialism more desirable than a relationship with God. So they put their own interests before others, and some are even willing to destroy in order to obtain it. They reject God and remain slaves to sin. And the only way to break from this bondage is through Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit. Now just think, how much better this world would be if more people lived like Jesus?
0: It definitely would be a more peaceful world. Thank you, Jeff, for explaining the reason for so much evil and suffering in the world. It seems that we simply need to just look in the mirror to find the cause. I hope this helped answer our audience's question. I know it helped me. Thank you, everyone, for being part of the Know God podcast. Please join us every Monday as we learn more about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. If you found this episode helpful, please leave us a review. We would love to hear from you. Also, please join the Safe Harbor community at digitalsafeharbor.com, a safe online space where you can ask questions, share your experiences and struggles, and engage in honest conversation. Until next week, have a great day and God bless.